my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we Go. And boys, second attempt of episode 602, now that I am back from the dead. Back from the dead. How's it going? What'd I miss? Anything? 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 Nope, Something? not a thing. And nothing important, honestly. We could we could just end the show here. And with that, uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Calm yourself. Calm yourself. So, so you know what I did realize when I was like, you know, felt like death? dying? Um, I realized that. I am the the pillar, apparently, of the show because you guys could have done the show, but you were like, no, no, Monty, no, no, no dice. Apparently, and it would have been it would have been the same today if I hadn't solved the technical issue here on the island of misfit toys. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, we work as a group. No, oh, that's unless special arrangements have been made. That's either really swell of you guys or really lazy. I haven't I haven't decided which. Uh... It's not lazy. Because we all would have had to be there. You just would have been quiet. I mean, oh, so, yeah. I'm sure there would have been some groaning or some eye rolling on my part. At least I could have contributed yeah, that. Which, that was would, it. which would have added a lot to the show. <laughs> for, so. a, for, a pod, <laughs> yeah, for a podcast. A totally lot of eye right rolling. That we, totally right we bailed. <laughs> um, so what I miss? Anything good? Anything exciting in your lives? Anything? Anything? Give me something. Well, I mean... Why don't we get it? I mean, there's tons of news. There's tons of news. That is yes. very, that is you know, very we had, we, I mean, just if I'm just glossing over, we had right out of the gate, DC fandom mm-hmm. happened. Are, are you calling uh, it dumb was, or are you calling a, it how it's? What? You call it DC fandom. Yeah. Are you calling did it you, dumb or are you, did are you, you just see any of it? I saw the trailers. I didn't actually watch it. Was it was fucking dumb. That's why oh, that's I'm what calling you're calling it. it dumb. Okay. I don't know if that was and you purposely. It's especially dumb after the DC bloodbath that took place two days before it. Well, where let's... DC just fired. How many people did Warner fire? 800? Some, or some shit? It was a lot of, a lot of people that have. Unfortunately, unbelievable. Just, just the guys who've been there for their whole careers gone. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that I honestly, I think they got a lot of balls. 
I think they got a lot of balls uh, putting an event on like fandom uh, two days after they fire nearly everybody. I mean, I was just, I, I was making, the day it happened, I'm making phone calls all day. You okay? You okay? Some of the names that we've mentioned on this uh, program, like Fletcher Chufong over at D.C., thankfully still at D.C. Jim Lee, thankfully still at D.C., although I don't understand if he was demoted or not. It certainly seems like he was, but I can't really feel it out, and I didn't want to get into it with him. So, you know, I don't know what's going on there. I think maybe what we should do is because there's so much DC related stuff to talk about. Maybe we just save the second half of the show. Um, towards DC that. only DC only DC only in the back half, just so we can kind of hit all of this stuff. So um, maybe we should do that for today. So we'll save all that. Uh, but really quickly, I just want to hit on our Patreon, patreon.com slash geeks. You know what I want to hit on? What's that, sir? Nothing, because I told Sandwich I wouldn't. I, I'm so proud of you. Uh, for See? one for one dollar, yeah, you can. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> for one dollar, you can be a part of our Discord service. There's a little texting chat video service there. For three dollars a month, you get the latest show a day, a day and a half early, which is now going to be on Wednesday night, folks. We are going to be just kind of doing Ooh. the shows. Listen, it's just easier with our schedules right now. We'll see if anything changes in the coming months. Um, but with the way if the pool schedule changes, it's beyond your it's beyond your pool schedule and your 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 relaxation time, sir. It's a matter of just saying it's a bunch of stuff. It's a bunch of stuff, but it's going to be usually on Wednesday nights now, <clears throat> uh, and you'll get a sneak peek at the prep sheet for five dollars a month. You get the weekend bonus show with uh, Mister uh, Sandwich here. This week there's going to be an extra bonus show for our Patreon. Just since we didn't have anything last weekend. Um, I'll do a little extra something, something this weekend. It'll, it's going to be because the way we, I like to kind of hit on what I've been streaming and watching over the last week or so. Well, now that, you know, when you're sick, what are you going to do? Because I watch TV. So that's really what I did was just kind of watch a ton of stuff. So I'm going to save that for the bonus show for our lovely Patreon folks. Uh, you're going to get a vintage show of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for $10 a month, you get to check out the live Instagram show. Which is really when all the ish hits the fan, so to speak, right there. <laughs> those uh, those retro episodes, those are my uh, contribution to to the Patreon. Stop it! Uh. Stop it! That's just silly. Can I can I say two things sure. real quick before we jump into news? What's up? First buddy? of all, I felt like an idiot when I realized we call it Studio D because it's Studio Discord. I felt like a a genius for figuring it out and a stunad. For those not Italian American, an <laughs> idiot for not realizing what the hell that meant. That's okay. What's the and other since, thing? Since Monty's not going to be doing uh, what we've been watching, because I think you said you want to save for the bonus show. Yeah, I do want to so, save it. So, what I started doing, which I, I wanted some input, especially from Kevin, uh, I'm getting my girlfriend into Star Wars, and the way I'm doing this because this is the only thing she expressed interest in so far is. I'm starting with the Mandalorian. No, and I'm already doing it. And then <laughs> you failed. Why you have, have I failed? failed. Why? Because why is that a failure? Be showing, because you should be showing her the. You should be showing her the material in chronological order. Chronological is in like the seventies, eighties, nineties. Chronological no, the story chronology, you nerd. Well, because some be people showing her. Ep one, two, three. You know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop myself. 
You should be showing her episode one, episode two, then the entirety of the Clone Wars cartoon. <laughs> the entirety of it. Including okay. the last bit. Then okay. episode three. Okay. And then what would be after three? It's not four. After Rebels? three would not be Rogue One. Rebels, yes. After three Rebels. would be Rebels. After Rebels would be Rogue One. After Rogue One would be New Hope. Okay. Uh, Empire and Jedi. After Jedi, then you show her the Mandalorian. And then you show her... Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot Solo. Wow, that's really bizarre that I would forget Solo of all things. Why the hell is that going to sleep? Um, uh, yes, you should uh, show her Solo um, before Rogue One. So after Rebels, before Rogue One, that's the solo area there. Then you should show her the Disney uh, prequel, uh, the movies, the, the Ray one, all those. You show her those. You don't have to show her Resistance, the cartoon, because nobody cares. Like, seriously, nobody cares. And then I think that's everything. That's canon. That isn't in print. So... That's the form you should show her, in my opinion. The, the the only reason I'm doing it this way is because 30 minute I don't want to overload her with Star Wars. And I feel yeah. like 30 minute episodes are a lot easier for her to digest just to get her interested in it. Okay. That could be understandable. You, you know what you I mean? Like her, you know your girlfriend better than than we do, so if that's you think well, the best way to handle it, it's you know, because you can also break the movies up into half hour quadrants as well. I could, but like that, I, I feel like the this movies. Is episode you, one, episode one. Yeah, but if you, if you, I feel like if you break up the movies into quadrants, then it just becomes extra disjointed. Where I feel like watching, you know, a couple episodes of Mandalorian, I watched like three or four episodes last night. That's fair. I, because I, I feel it's easier for her to get interested in that because it's like short, I get a story. And she's expressing but, interest now. You know what I mean? But, see, here's the problem with starting with The Mandalorian, though. Okay. You have no context. I'm just trying to get her interested. This is just her, like me trying to appetize her into liking Star Wars. Then we're going to do okay. the movies and the shows and all that. And we'll come back to Mandalorian at an appropriate chronological order. I'm just but, saying it. It's it's a strange place to start because... There is literally no context. She has no idea what she's looking at. Well, I've been trying to explain it as shit goes on. Oh, okay, okay. That just I'm not just like, like making her watch it. it. We're watching it together, and I'm explaining things that she doesn't understand. And maybe as when best she watch, I can. And maybe when she watches that, like making of the Mandalorian, that might even like kind of bring her a little like kind of more into the the story yeah, and, be, and the mythology. You should be doing that with Nick also. What? Because mm. Nick hasn't seen all that content either. Nick doesn't want me anywhere near his house. This is true. This is true. Do a virtual watch. I, I had to <laughs> get express written permission to even be in the town next to him. This is true. It's true. Kids got cooties. I have the form in my car. <laughs> he had a sign by his parents. All right. So let's uh, let's start off the let's kind of continue actually with Star Wars with our top stories. So this just came in um, maybe about an hour or so ago. The Star, War, uh, Star Wars is launching a celebration store online. Starting uh, Friday, August 28th at noon Eastern time. 
Uh, fans who purchased a ticket to this year's celebration, including those who even asked for a full refund, will be, get first access to the store at StarWarsCelebration.com. Um, on Monday, that's when everybody is going to be able to get access to the, um, to the store. So you're going to get um, uh, some products. They have a few sample photos that Lucasfilm looks like released. It was uh, kind of like a baseball t-shirt of the 40th uh, anniversary of the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. So for every celebration, they produce a ton of exclusives that are sold in the con store. T-shirts, jackets, bric-a-brac. One year, it was an Admiral Akbar sushi set. <laughs> Just to give you the range, there's some plush, there's some this, there's some that. Um, but since there is no celebration, and I imagine all of that stuff was already on order, uh, I think what they're trying to do is now move that stuff through, would be my guess. Which I would, which makes sense. And uh, I'll have to look at it, it and see if there's anything worth picking up. Well, it looks right, as of right now, it looks like they're just kind of like they're doing a slow reveal for everything, which makes sense because you want to kind of keep it in the news and the headlines and everything. Um, but it, I think this is a great way to kind of, um, I, I don't want to say make it up for fans because it's not like they had, you know, they canceled it for funsies or anything or something stupid. It was a freaking pandemic. Uh, but I think this is like a nice way to just kind of give the fans a little something extra, especially for the ones who paid for those, uh, those, uh, advanced tickets and the, I don't know what you'd call it, the VIP packages, maybe, I guess. Um, and then for everyone else to be able to kind of get in on the, on the ball there. Um, so, you know, it's just a nice move overall. And, and it, it's highlighting here also that um, Star Wars Celebration will return to the Anaheim Convention Center on August 18th through 21st of 20, 2022. Yep. Okay. So I don't know why, I guess I, they're take so they're taking... A year off? Well, you know, those those venues book a year in advance. Yeah, and everything is kind so of a it's mess possible. right now. And, and, and also, uh, uh, Nick, and, and this is for Sandwich also, Celebration's not yearly. Yeah, I kind of forget that. Yeah, it's not a regularly scheduled thing. I mean, the last couple of years it has been mm -hmm. yearly. The last mm -hmm. four or five years or so it's been... Uh, yearly, but you know, there was also a time where there was a couple of years gap in between, and that's the ones in the U.S. Then there was other ones in Europe. There was one in London. There was one in Germany. There was one in Japan. Uh, so you know, like it's not like a regular like every year there'll be a celebration somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's just not like that. It mm -hmm. also it's also what makes it more special, I think, than like a. New York or a San Diego Comic Con because it doesn't, it's not there every year. Which makes mm -hmm. sense, which makes so. sense for how you're breaking it down. So, um, we also have a few other kind of lesser Star Wars y kind of related stuff. Um, in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, in an interview, uh, Dave Filoni uh, was asked the question if he knows if George Lucas saw The Mandalorian and if he had kind of any reaction to it. Um, and he says, uh, we, we talked about other stuff when I was with him. Uh, I like to get his knowledge on things. Uh, he'll give me some reminders, especially before I shoot something, uh, about how many setups I should try to get in one day. Um, and said that, like, he, he said that he was, now I'm going to be paraphrasing, but, like, he kind of liked where it was going with uh, Mandalorian, but he didn't kind of uh, 
express really how much he kind of liked it as the creator. He says from a fan standpoint, he said it was a lot of fun uh, and that it was uh, it was good. So, I mean, which is high praise from George Lucas, because that's all you're ever going to get from him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of something there. Bitter uh, old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Kathleen Kennedy kind of spoke some more about Star Wars in general. Uh, not really a whole lot of depth, just kind of emphasizing just uh, how broad the Star Wars universe really is. And the fact that there's a lot more, you know, the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming up um, is just evidence that there's a lot more to tell within the Star Wars universe outside of what happened um, uh, with the first family and everything of uh, of the series. So, yeah, yeah, which I mean, it doesn't really think really makes breaking news headlines or anything like that. But, um, you know, I think we all kind of knew that. So they're actually planning uh, a number of additional TV shows. And it makes sense because from a budgetary standpoint, it's not a four hundred million dollar gamble. Uh, you know, like the Mandalorian didn't cost four hundred million dollars to produce and it's huge. So. I think, uh, and they also announced, I think, that Obi-Wan is a limited series, meaning it's a one-season show and it's done. Oh. So there's there's not going to be sort of an ongoing Obi-Wan thing happening. It's just the one season. So um, in any event, um, I think the TV, more TV is the right way to go, at least for right now. For sure. Because it's it costs less. The quality is clearly through the roof and they're able to attract a lot of quality people to it. So, yeah, I think they should totally do that. I would imagine, too, under depending on the circumstance, obviously can make this as a broad comment where um, they can. I mean, Mandalorian was wasn't Mandalorian was all shot in one location except like on a back lot. Right. Like in that kind More of or less. That, that bubble. I think. Yeah, I think so. So I would imagine that the the travel aspect because who knows just how things are going to be over the next year or so uh that kind of puts a little bit of influence in as well like you know a lot of people go down to atlanta they go up to canada to do some of these uh movie shoots so that and it's not exactly easy to get in or out of canada right now for americans so i think that that's going to have a lot to do with that at the same time to just stick to uh the television aspect of things so there you go um so we have just like a hodgepodge of um, of headlines over the last two weeks and everything like that uh, before we hit the break. So uh, one thing we that should struck, do some we do some quick hits. We can do a bunch of quick. Well, yeah, we can make this one kind of simple. <laughs> um, Olivia Wilde uh, to helm a secret female-led Marvel film, according to Sony. Uh, I think everyone's first reaction to this was the fact that it's it may center with Spider Woman. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have any thoughts either way about Olivia Wilde <laughs> directing a film. It doesn't really bother me. Um, if anything, she's directed, she's directed them already. No, no, it's not her debut. No, no, I know it's not her debut. I'm just, I'm just talking, I, I'm more concerned about like the character itself. Like I don't really want another Spider-Man, um, right. you know, superhero film. Like I actually think it would be great if they did something like a Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane kind of, uh, standalone uh, movie like does it really necessarily have to be a superhero movie in the spider-man universe like it'd be kind of nice to flesh out kind of the the other characters as it were um uh outside of the superheroes like that i think actually would be kind of nice like make it like an action or mystery film something along those lines like i, I don't really just want another superhero 
you know, yeah. I, I would like to get that a little bit fleshed out. Is what I'm I see where you're, I see where you're going, but I, I just find it hard to believe that they would justify doing a full film based on a supporting character like that. My my contention is why Spider Woman? We've seen it already. I mean, not Spider Woman per se, but we've seen. You know, why not find? You know, why not Squirrel Girl, who I think is a ridiculous character, and I understand that. Uh, if if you'd like to tell me what a ridiculous character Squirrel Girl is, please give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And uh, you, can, you can let us know how ridiculous you think Squirrel Girl is. The point was, if she wants to helm a female hero movie, why aren't we trying to find her another female uh, hero other than Spider Woman, that's the point that that I don't get. My guess uh, is the fact that since it's Sony, they're looking for something that's going to be in that superhero world of Spider Man. Yeah. And yeah, there's like 600 characters in that deal for sure. So and, and I think Black that Cat. and I think that what they're looking to do is kind of create lightning in a bottle per se with the way they did like with Miles Morales Spider Man kind of like bring something else more to the forefront that they have access to. And that, and that's what I'm assuming. And they want to kind of just switch it up and have a female let whoever, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's a spider woman or a black cat, they just want to have a, a female. Um, I just, I just want Olivia Wilde to star in it. I'd be okay with that too. Like she does <laughs> in my dreams. Oh, okay. Now, now, this, now we're taking, don't laugh at that. Moving sandwich. on. All right. So, uh, uh, Enola Holmes trailer introduces Sherlock Holmes's teenage sister with, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. And I don't know if sandwich, I know you saw this, um, during the yes. technical issues. Kev, did you get a chance to watch this trailer? I've seen the trailer. I think it's great. I am. I am so stoked for this. And it's coming. Yeah. Out I mean, September it looks 23rd. good. It looks good. I mean, it, I'm not blown away by it or anything. I mean, honestly, between Cumberbatch and RDJ, you know, we, we got a lot of Sherlock in the last, you know, several years. And mm. this kind of, you know, half attempt to buff up a character into yet another version of Sherlock, I think is okay. I'm not against it. I'm sure it's probably going to be very good. She's a really good actress, mm. so I can't see why it wouldn't be. But... Yeah, yeah, am I overwhelmed by the announcement? Nah, not really. I, I don't even think it's a matter about being overwhelmed as much as just it's it's a different take and it feels original. It doesn't feel forced. Um and Oh, I don't know that I agree with you there. Really? Uh, you know what? original in that they've bumped this character up from, you know, possibly a, a passing mention in the actual books to, you know, starring in her own series. Mm -hmm. You know, and as far as it I mean, at this point. At this point, it doesn't feel like anything Sherlock related is new, even if it's his sister, you know, or his grandson or uh, or anything for that matter. It just does. It seems like it's probably going to be at least along the same lines of formula because that's the way those characters work. I'm just I, I'm interested to see it. Don't get me wrong. I know that I'm I'm kind of just. I'm I'm not really shitting in your stew. No, no, but I know I'm what you mean. I, no, I know, over it. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know what the analogy is, but I know what you're trying to say in your yeah. in your breakdown here. Um, but I, I mean, like you said, she's very talented. There's a lot of talented people who are uh, involved in the story, 
And, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those properties, like, like a Frankenstein kind of story. Like, you know, it's, it's in that public domain world where you're able to see new variations of it. And I'm always mm-hmm. excited to see different twists of, of those kind of original stories. And as you say, she's a, a fantastic actress. So it's going to be kind of interesting, um, how, how that comes around. So we'll see. Um, one story, this was probably going to be the, our top story last week. Uh, before I started to die, um, Will Smith and Kevin Hart to start to start in a planes, trains, and automobiles remake. I, I don't even understand why we're talking about from Paramount this. Pictures because I would like to <laughs> I would like to just highlight how um, the original eighty eighty seven is perfect. It's great. It's, it's would a, I be. Shunned if I ask what planes, trains, and automobiles is. It is. A... Where's your movie list? <laughs> I'm about to write it down while you tell me what it is. Uh, it is a classic comedy movie. Um, my light just died. Fantastic. Uh, it's a classic comedy movie. With oh, God damn it, everything's done. Ah! Ah, you'll live. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it had uh John Candy had Steve Martin. Uh, Del Griffith, Neil Page, and it was just, it was just raw. It was funny. It was blunt. It was just, it was good all around, man. It was just such a yeah, really you, enjoyable. You need to watch it, Sandwich, and then you'll understand why anyone trying to remake this movie, it just doesn't make sense. It's like remaking, uh, you know, it's. Don't get me wrong. It's not quite as bad as them trying to remake the Honeymooners, but it's in that ballpark. That that's a that's a fair comparison you know like it's just not a movie that needs to be made i don't care what color the actors are Mm -hmm. i don't care what race because they're hysterical it doesn't need to be remade now are we so bereft of original ideas that we now are going back and just gonna remake every movie with a different perhaps racially different set of people uh uh in the cast you know like i i feel like honestly there's one example, one example that I can give where I actually thought it actually really, both films were really great. And that was Death at a Funeral. You know, they had the original UK version and then they had the American version, which was an all uh, African-American cast. Kevin Hart, All it was a whole bunch of uh, faces and names that you know. And what I thought was really great, two things. One is that Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones played the same part in both movies, <laughs> which was amazing. But other than, uh, other than that, they were both really standalone, both individually great movies. Honeymooners remake with Cedric and some dude, I don't even know who it is. You, you know, and now this, and then, you know, and, and I'm sure if we, we thought about Annie, how about Annie? Let's talk about that. There, there's another example, you know, of a movie didn't need to be remade, uh, uh, but y- you know, was was remade. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And look, I'm going to make real clear here that this is not about the race of the people who are starring in the remake of the movie. I think in this day and age, studios are just looking to do that because they're just looking to do that. What I'm talking about is is the movies that we've mentioned, or, or in, the, in the case of The Honeymoon, the TV show, is a classic and does not need to be remade. So it's like remaking I Love Lucy. 
Yeah, I mean, you just don't. I mean, is nothing sacred anymore in in the realm of entertainment, or or which is as much as to say is is there is no creativity left in Hollywood, and every time we get a little bit of it, you, you know, like it's like ah, oh, like like Umbrella Academy, you know, of late. I mean, brilliant, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you know, like. It's it's just a shame, and you hear shit like this. It just fucking makes me angry. So one one thing, to, just to kind of sorry, um, grandma, to to add on to your statement there, Kev, I will say when um um over the last week or so, I did watch a lot more of Vimeo. Uh, for people who don't know Vimeo, think of it kind of like a YouTube kind of app, uh, except the the items, the products that are being uploaded onto that service are like short films, projects people are working on, uh, animation, uh, drone work, um, horror, comedy. Like it's all over the place. And Vimeo, I think, honest to God, to me, it gives me that belief that there is original content out there. And it's fantastic. There's There are people who are like kind of high school, college age who are putting projects together. And you can see because they're, I mean, they're, they're the, they are the stars. So you can tell like they get their friends to help them out. And some of it's damn good work. And you get people who are, who are, you know, you can tell they're, they're seasoned veterans who are putting projects together and it's original content. There was a zombie movie there. I think it was called, um, uh, death of the dead. And it was a great zombie movie. Something it was but the uh, worst title ever. I, I'm actually like I'm actually trying to remember exactly. I don't think that's what it was, but it was such a good zombie movie. Kevin, it's dead but, of the dead, death, dawn of the death. Maybe that's what it was. But regardless, um, it was such a damn good, um, original piece of content that somebody made. Where it's like, you why not take this 12 minute short story and turn that into an original movie because it's just so damn good. And it just shows that there is really good content out there. Unfortunately, it's just a lot harder to find it uh, buried amongst the the blockbuster type movies. The on YouTube, it's kind of hard to find like actual stuff that's not reviews uh, or reaction videos. Uh, so Vimeo, <laughs> to me, honestly, is kind of a saving grace for the independent people. Um, who is it makes it so much harder now to get their items out there versus than what it was maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because with, with, with the evolution of Blockbuster coming in, crushing small mom-and-pop video stores, with the fact that so many things are going digital now and have restrictions of what can actually be shown, uh, it's just it's a breath of fresh air to be able to watch something like Vimeo. You have to kind of search a little bit to find what it is you're looking for, but uh, you, you will find something and you it will you'll be very impressed um, eventually. So there is that. Um, one thing I do want to mention uh, before I forget, uh, Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music is coming out this weekend. <clears throat> I will be checking it out at the Warwick Drive-In Movie Theater uh, in lovely Warwick, New York. I'm uh, going to be going up there with the squeeze. And maybe even Rocky. I don't know, even know if he's allowed. But regardless, um, I you know. Why don't you take the sandwich and and his gal and have a double? They can come in a different car. I'm very okay with that, actually. Sandwich, if you'd like to. Um, but th- my point of the fact is the fact you'd have to slowly introduce Bill and Ted one and two. Yeah, you got to the two of them. They got to actually. 
sandwich. I have them on Blu-ray if you want to borrow uh, the box set. But um, my point is that... Don't leave it on the porch. (laughs) uh, My point, though, is the fact that uh, going to those mom-and-pop places uh, are quite the experience. Sandwich, I'm going to just assume you've never been to a drive-in theater. Theater. Um, But it is extremely fun going out to like kind of a countryside to check it out. Kevin, I'm pretty sure you and I have talked about going to drive-in movie theaters. It's quite the experience, and it's so much fun to go to a place like that, like you'll not want to go to another, uh, like the, the traditional kind of like AMC places. Once you're able to do something like that, it's, it's a whole new experience. Uh, and, um, I'm excited to go. The, you know, the only problem is that it's, you know, it's first come first serve. So you got to make sure you get a good spot. You don't want to be that douche that comes in late with your headlights shining on the screen. Um, <laughs> so that's your only, that's the only thing you got to deal with. Otherwise it's, it's really fantastic and I cannot recommend it enough. So see if speaking you're speaking of, uh, speaking of movie theaters, uh, I may have mentioned this before. There are two on this Island. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a really beautiful one movie at a time, you know, um, art deco theater from like the forties or fifties, oh, somewhere in cool. that period. Which is run down and really isn't kept up very well. Oh. And then there's the other one, which is kind of just sort of like a regular Cineplex. They have like four screens, I think. That one has closed permanently due to the COVID. They've gone out of business. Yeah. And and the other one is on the other side of the island. So now I don't even have the movies here. Oh, that's brutal, dude. That is that is brutal. I know that there's two theaters um, in the New Jersey area, so I'm sure our overseas listeners will love this. There is one in Boot in New Jersey, which I know Kevin and I have talked about before, uh, an old school theater that uh, actually had Avon and Costello performing there live. Um, which, if you don't know who Avon and Costello is, just watch. Sandwich. Do you know who Avon and Costello is? Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Yep, name a movie. They name a movie. I don't do movies. They do their skits. Me, they met Frankenstein. That that's good enough. Um, yeah. but that would be know, a good one. That is a seven good one. times thirteen. Do you have? 21. Do you have Peacock? Do I have Peacock? No. Yeah, I think Peacock service streaming service. I do not. You don't. No. You should download it. It's free. And the reason you'll want to download it, and I don't know that you know about this, Mr. Monster. Oh, I do, but I've watched it already. It, I... The Universal Monster films, all the original ones are on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And you can watch them for free, but that includes all the Abbott and Costello ones as well. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely worth it's absolutely worth checking it out, dude. And uh um Yeah, totally it can't be free. And there's actually a very old rundown place, uh movie theater rather, in the heart of Newark, right next to the New York um the New York Times, the uh, the the Star Ledger, um, which is like a hidden hole in a wall place. A buddy of mine found um, since he's a firefighter, he had to go there for uh, uh, he was called on duty for something. But uh, yeah, that's comforting. I, yeah, I gotta check to see which one that which mm-hmm. one that was because I'd be interested in the history of uh, of that one. Um, but moving along, let's. Uh, I w- do would like to hit on some toy a toy really quickly that was announced oh, yeah. today. Um, couple of them. Yes. One I'd like to hit on is uh, Super 7. They have a Back to the Future 2 reaction figures set. Um, let me just open the link really quickly here because I'm super prepared, as you can tell, folks. Uh, but they <laughs> have um, they have Biff uh, as a teenager when they actually went to the future. 
uh, the same setup for Doc Brown and Marty. And then they have Marty McFly with the, the top hat um, when he went back in time to try to retrieve the almanac. And then they have Biff um, when he was in his ta- uh, the tower with his, uh, his bathrobe um, when he originally had the almanac in the safe. So uh, that would be the five figures right there. Um, three and three quarters scale figures. Uh, it, I, to me, they look just a little weird since uh, Marty is the same size as Doc and Biff in these uh, in the promo Whoops. pictures, which is a little odd. Um, <laughs> but I the the thing I like about Super Seven and the figures. I mean, three three quarters is great, but I love the cards that they're on um, with the artwork. So I think with the the DeLorean uh, and the the uh, the, the time traveling effect. On those. I think these figures would look really nice just kind of leaving, if you want to, uh, leaving them in the, in the, on the card and just kind of put them nicely on the shelf with your other Back to the Future stuff. And uh, I believe they're going for 18, $18 each or 90 for the set. Isn't that horrible? Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Of, you know, I've been collecting the, the horror ones. I just really, I really like Super 7 and I like, like I said, the artwork that they're. They do on all their stuff. I think it's just, I think it's just swell. This might, this might sound weird. I, I feel like I forget about Back to the Future 2 a lot. Oh. Like I remember the first one, and I remember the third one a lot. I feel like I always forget that they had a second one in the middle where I, they went to the future about <laughs> the kids. I, I remember watching, um, I watched the first movie on VHS, and then mm-hmm. I, re- I remember seeing the second movie in the, the-, the theater um, when, uh, when that the came out. In the theater. The theater. Uh, and I remember just being confused and excited at the same time at the end of that movie and everything, how it worked out. My dad, because <laughs> I think that came out, what, in 89? And then the third movie came out in 90? 91. Say, 91, 91. Something, something like 91. that. So my dad had to like just explain it to me a smidge. 1991. Um, yeah, but it was, oh, God, I adore those films. I adore them. Dun, 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 um, dun, 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 dun. Was there, Kev, was there another toy that you said you wanted to mention? or A crap you... load. Um, one of the ones that we should talk about is the, uh, HasLab Legends six-inch scale Sentinel, um, which completed its uh, funding run the other day, uh, and it ended up with I something in the area of twenty-two thousand plus backers. Ooh, and very late in the game, you'll remember we discussed how they actually ran out of stretch goals. Well, they yes. actually created another stretch goal um, right near the end there, which they just like it just a whole ton of people came in right after right after that stretch goal. And it was three additional style heads, I believe is what it is, or faces. I'm not sure if it's like an interchangeable face piece or if it's a whole head um, where the mouth area, the facial area is different. Um, because you know, different artists have drawn them different ways. Um, so if you go to pulse or if you Google has lab, uh, you'll be able to see, um, the exact number of people who backed it, including myself, uh, and, uh, all of those, uh, all of those stretch goal bits that you get with it. That was cool that that happened, Mm. you know, that they finished up and that it actually worked out. That was really great, actually. I was really happy about that. I mean, it funded in the first weekend. So at this point, it was just kind of like waiting around to see how far it would go. And it went pretty far. And Hasbro, to their credit, 
you know, even after they ran out of shit, you know, to give away, they found some way to kind of cram another one in there. So, um, but really what I want to talk about just really quickly mm -hmm. and Nick, this, this might be particularly for you as well. Um, have you been checking out boss fight studios on Facebook or our Facebook? I haven't, uh, I've been a little bit out of the loop, sir. So um, All right. I have not. I've been reposting. I've been reposting, but you can go to Facebook uh, and go check out Boss Fight Studio. You can probably go right to Boss Fight Studio or studios.com, whichever it is. They have for the last um, for the last couple of weeks have been introducing their Hero Hacks series. So Boss Fight acquired a really great license that I think is largely ignored. They got the King Features or the, uh, I think it's King Features. I may be mistaken uh, exactly what the license is. But anyway, it's all the great pulp characters. Zorro, Flash Gordon, Tarzan, the Phantom. Phantom. Wow. All of those know. pulp characters, which they are doing all of them in three and three quarter like fully articulated boss fight is known for these figures that they've done um and they're doing all of these characters and they've revealed they revealed zorro by himself zorro and his horse um uh, and said more are coming in that line um they did they revealed at toy fair nick you'll remember they revealed the flash gordon movie figure and they did well, now they showed more movie figures and figures based on the original comic strip as well, the Alex Raymond. They showed Flash and Ming. Unbelievable, Nick. It'll blow your mind how cool they are. The Phantom, they showed already one version of the Phantom. Because, you know, the Phantom has been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Different people become the Phantom. So they showed one Phantom, but they also showed the female Phantom. I think her name is Julie Walker. Those are the first two coming out for the Phantom. Amazing. I, there might be a mounted one uh, either com coming. I think that one might be coming. I think I also like the Phantom in the, the most. What's that? You like the Phantom I the think most? So. I think so. I mean, well, look, they're they, great. They've already showed another version of the Phantom who will come with the horse. And they've also showed their pirate build. So there's going to be like a figure that comes. It's a pirate, but with all interchangeable parts. So you can buy a whole bunch of them and have a whole bunch of different pirates. It's cool. Amazing. Yeah. And then this week, um, they just showed Tarzan. They're in the middle of Tarzan week right now. <laughs> so it's based on the Edgar Rice Burroughs books. So you have just Tarzan and Jane have been revealed so far. But it's like straight out of like the like 1930s, 2030s era, you know, like Tarzan stories. Um, which you can tell by kind of Jane's hair uh, cut on the figure if you, if you go and check it out at Boss Fight. They've also showed additional, another uh, Tarzan coming and then another female character as well. Boss Fight is is killing it, dude. you know, with these licenses. I think we mentioned on this show, and I may, I may be mistaken, but they got the they got the Umbrella Academy license. Yeah, they have they have like the uh, I'm on their website right now. First of all, just, yeah. just really quickly, so for um, uh, for the Phantom for Wave One, it's gonna be twenty five ninety nine for the pre order right now. No word on exactly when it will ship, just because of the whole 
uh, COVID situation. Same yeah. thing for twenty five yeah. ninety nine for the uh, for the uh, female version as well. Uh, but I cannot recommend just checking out this site and just go through their stuff. This and and, and you know I think it's also important for us to say like they're not sponsored like. We're not sponsored by them whatsoever. No, this is just one. No, they're just putting out great stuff. It's just one of those things where it's like, listen, this is quality. I I have no problem saying, hey, if you want a quality product, you want to check these guys out. And by the way, yeah, they are super nice people. Super nice people. When oh yeah, when I went to go talk to them, Um, they're the kind of people that you want to have a beer with. So check them out. um, (laughs) Because no, seriously, listen, between the Phantom and the the Sam and Max stuff, uh, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh of, yeah! Of, of oh, hundred percent. These products, a hundred percent for for and sure. I, I'm I'm really excited. You know, they have a lot of they have a lot of things that they they you know they they're actually they've been redoing um, Bucky O'Hare. Oh yeah, they've been doing that though. Um, they've been doing that for a while. They've been doing uh, they do, they're doing Sam and Max for mm-hmm. those of you who know the Sam and Max uh, uh, comic and cartoon. They those figures look amazing. Also, I wish I was a bigger fan. They did the little. They did an action figure, six inch action figure of the little prince. So if you know, if you remember that children's book, um, they they they've done that. They're picking up some really interesting licenses, and I was floored, a hundred percent floored when I saw they got. Now, as far as I understand it, they have the TV license for Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the comic book license as well, or if it's again one of those situations like Flash Gordon where they have the right to do both. You you know what I would actually love to see them get a license, and I don't even know who has the license or where it would stand. I would love to see their take on Ray, Ray Harryhausen um, monsters and characters. I would just or or just like films that were have are heavily known to be Ray Harryhausen. I would just love to see their approach. Uh, there, the because again, these sculpts are just really nice, and I'm a fan of Ray Harryhausen. Um, Sandwich, there's actually a documentary on that I can actually send to you, uh, to watch because he, he does stop the whole stop go animation stuff, and he's oh. he's just he's a, a Hollywood legend to say the least. He's he, he's even a reference in Monsters Inc., which that is a yes. movie oh, yeah. I know you definitely know, so yes. uh, something, something, uh. Um, I mean, I can go on that for hours on for Clash to the Titans, Adventures of Sinbad, mm-hmm. uh, all those movies. Just really beautiful yeah. stuff. And like I said, I would love, I would love sandwich, to see, see a new fresh take. Out. Which book? Get that book out, sandwich. Oh, the stuff he needs to watch oh. stuff. Um, sandwich, maybe you know, Clash honestly, of the Titans, nineteen eighty. I I think that could be a a segment right there, like uh, what what he should have watched before, something like that, and we just. We just analyze one film or, or one topic. Like that can actually be something we can uh, we can talk about later. I said that. I said we should develop that bit months and months ago. Yeah, and you've ran the, with the it, education obviously. of the young sandwich. The re-education. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's see. We'll skip Ready Player Two. Um, Will we do in the audio book? That that's what really you need to know. Um, sandwich to uh, do Jamie Fox. We don't care. Sam, would you want to hit on the uh, just so we can spend some extra time on it? Do you want to talk about the uh, uh, the whole new D and D book before we kind of forget about it? Sure, great. So uh, just a quick hit. No, 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 quick no. Hit. Let okay. let it breathe, sir. You can let it breathe. We got a little time today. So yeah, we got a new D and D book coming out uh, midway in November. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Uh, it's a, another source a rule book, source book, whatever you want to call it. Core book. Core book. 
Yeah, it's a okay. core rule book because it kind of it, you know, you're basically breaking these down into three categories at this point, I feel. One is core rule books. Mm-hmm. Two are kind of monster manual kind of books, which I think is kind of an offshoot of a core rule book. But yeah. since they're very focused um, on those things, you could say that they could make up a category of their own. And then everything else is kind of like module-ish. Yes. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, this is just this is another core rule book. Yeah, very important uh, for D and D players. Uh, the core rule books are the ones that you want to make sure that you have in your collection if you're playing, especially. So some of the things they got in this book is new subclasses for every single class, including the most recent artificer that came out in Eberron. So a lot of new stuff coming out just there alone. A lot of new uh, stuff to flesh out your character's background. And really give it more of a feeling of not something you wrote down, but something that could be, you know, kind of more real and realistic to a degree. Nice. You know, besides the fact that you're an elf and you cast magic, you know, as realistic as you can get. Another thing they're hitting on is group patrons. So a group patron for the entire party, which ranging from a crime syndicate to an ancient dragon. That could be kind of cool, you know, starting out where everyone has the same kind of, uh, you know, guiding force going forward. Uh, new spells, new mar- new magical artifacts. I'm so excited about that. And for some reason, they highlighted magical tattoos. Um, that's a cool concept, I guess. I don't know why we need to highlight that, but we're doing it anyways. They also hit on a sidekick rules because they want to give you sidekicks now, which I think is a fantastic way to say an expendable character <laughs> for your <laughs> for your character. I'm wondering I'm wondering how that's going to work because I mean effectively you're getting two characters if you're carrying a sidekick. Well to me it means more like a familiar with with emotion. Like a familiar that has like its own feelings. <laughs> yeah. And then if if you kill it by sending it through traps then you have to actually like you know bury it maybe or you know sort of care you have to take the loot off its body, you know, all that fun right. stuff. Don't want to do. Don't want to miss out on the loot. And then they're also highlighting uh, puzzles designed to confuse and challenge your bumbling group of adventures. So that's nice. always fun. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of puzzles as a DM because I feel like, even though they could be very simple, like put the shape in the hole. <laughs> I feel like D D groups as a whole sometimes have problems overanalyzing the puzzles and making it harder than it needs to be. Yeah, that so, could be fun though from a DM perspective. It can be. Then you're just like, wow, you guys are just hysterically funny. The only All you had to do was put the square peg in the square hole. That's it. Click. Yeah. Done. I don't know. I feel like sometimes puzzles are overused by some DMs. I've been in some True. Uh, games where puzzles were like overly complex and just, I don't know. I could complain about puzzles. Not a huge fan of puzzles, but I'm really excited for this book. As we highlight, uh, the alternate cover for this book looks fucking amazing. Pardon my French. Um, I need it. <laughs> I know you need it. We're going to talk about that uh, off air, you know, as Uh-oh. we usually do. No, 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 no. Just, no, that's the general talk off, off air. Oh, oh, I see. I see. No, no one's in trouble. I'm just saying we're going to talk about it off air like we usually do. <laughs> Wonderful. And hash out details. Um, speaking of details, I have been to the unit recently, Kev. Uh, it's in tip-top condition as of late. So that is good. We'll have to have a visual inspection of that <laughs> because, um, as you know, Mr. Sandwich, as we enter the fall, that's normally the time that I come and, and visit and check out, you know, how things are going. 
And uh, that may not happen this time. It yeah. happen this year. So the next inspection might be the inspection when you, you know, are back in the East Coast, which would be nice. Because mm-hmm. I miss my friend. Yeah. Aww. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Exciting book coming out in November. That should be the last book, I feel like, for the year. Because I don't think they're going to f- cram one in in December. We also want to highlight still that there is a cookbook coming out in October. Uh, I'm actually I mean, considering that, getting that book, to be honest with you. I'm. What's the, is what, the cookbook a D and D branded thing? I think it is. Like it, it's it's made by Wizards of the Coast. Oh well, yeah, I, I haven't it. found like anything on it when in my like research. Maybe I'm just researching poorly. But did you ask Retailer X? I did not ask Retailer X. I still have to actually pre-order uh, the Frost Rins of Rhyme. Yeah, the the I still have to pre-order that cover. for sandwich. I found it already. Us, yeah. Did you? I'm just bad at researching that. Maybe I put it's in the called, wrong well, things. Well, my brand of research is called Google. So if you put uh, certain things obvious into it, like Dungeons and Dragons cookbook, it's going to be there. Yes. So that'll be coming out like, up, October 27th for hardcover and ebook for $35. Oh, well, there you go. I need it. Yeah. Is there, is there an alternate cover with like a, I, a, a thing of elven bread across the front of it? Um, there is elven bread as the example of how to make something. Yes. Um, they, they actually, re- I think when they released the press release, I think that was part of, that was one of the things that they talked about. Yeah, was so so bread. Sandwich, I will send this to you. So uh, to help Beautiful. with your research for future projects. Thank you. No um, problem. <laughs> um, is that it? I heard the Are you sending yet? him a link to Google? <laughs> <laughs> Check out this link. It'll help you find everything. Find lots of stuff wow. down there. Um, thanks, Sandwich. That I was think... that was a great breakdown there. Thank you, thank you. I did my bestest. And you 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 done right. good. You done good. Uh, Big Kev, sir. Oh, we what? should go to break because yep. uh, because um, we just ran out of time on Instagram. Well, do your uh, thing, beautiful. sir. With that, Mister Monty, Mister Sandwich, we will. Uh, bring this first epic length uh, segment to a close and take our one and only commercial break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 602. Uh, we'll name it later. I feel like there's some Google related. Uh, we'll name it later. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Joe Bob Briggs, the world's greatest drive-in movie critic. Or actually, the world's only drive-in movie critic. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, Big Kev Huna Studios, and the Sandwich Shop, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. The X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar to D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannon cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get one scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, field pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Luke Skywalker himself and some ground crew members. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines, Featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movie, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online, or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Hot Good. damn. Good job, bud. Good job. Thanks. Um, so as we promised, we we're going to save all the DC-related stuff um, for the back half of the show. So, um, well, well, we want to recognize, of course, oh, oh, yeah, joining sorry. us Go ahead. on Patreon is... Uh, our West Coast correspondent and my new personal finance advisor, uh, West Coast Scott, and uh, also uh, useless Will uh, Will's trash. Is oh. Also oh, oh, hey, hey, that's why I said it. Will, what do you what do you got, big boy? Bring it on, bring oh. it on. There's gonna be right a- my journal. Don't piss off Will's trash. <laughs> um, it's in the manual. It's in the manual. Um, Don't piss off Will. So one thing I would like to, there's a lot of stuff to hit on um, in the entertainment aspect of DC, but there is, um, there's, I, I, we call it good if you want, that's kind of depending uh, on the person. Uh, but McFarlane released um, a, another Batman multiverse figure. And 
it looks like Batman on steroids. And honestly, I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I haven't actually seen the figure. I'm just looking at the um, uh, the actual, you know, the promo stuff that they emailed out to everybody. Uh, <clears throat> I believe it's an original design version of Batman. Um, you guys might know a little bit better than I do. But uh, I think this is just an, <coughs> excuse me, an absolute home run of a figure. Um, no, do, 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 where is it? Oh, January 2021 for about 20 bucks. Um, and it looks like it's supposed to be exclusively on at Walmart. Uh, and this is something that I think people should just kind of put on the radar. Ooh. Um, I think, right, right, dude, it looks kind of, it looks menacing. I kind of think that. Yeah, it looks like a nice menacing Batman, um, where it looks like that can actually be like, I don't want to say a homemade costume, but something like you can imagine someone actually kind of making up at the same time. So I think it's pretty, uh, pretty kick-ass. And, uh, for 20 bucks, I feel like that's a lot of... You know, it's a there's a good oh, yeah, bang for your buck right there. I might invest in that. That looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So if you're able to get a pre-order a little bit earlier, hopefully get your hands on it as a post-Christmas run. Um, so yeah, some good news to have a little bit of DC right there. And then there was everything else. Um, so one thing <laughs> yeah. before before we go into the whole uh, fandom situation, I think it's just yeah. worth emphasizing uh, something that Kev just mentioned off the top. And that was just all the major layoffs just happening within the company before all this happened. Um, first off, I don't care who the hell you are. Like, I, I hate just hearing stories about people getting laid off in general. And this is a situation where uh, people relocated their lives to work uh, for DC. A lot of people mm -hmm. I knew uh, from internally over at the comics over there. Um, uh, you know, moved cross country yep. so they can work on DC because they are just that passionate about these characters, which I absolutely respect. And I think it's a bold and scary move to be able to do that, to make that kind of commitment. And now about, depending on exactly where you're reading, about a third of everybody got laid off after... What is this? The second or third round of layoffs that already kind of happened at yeah, DC? Yeah, it's like the second round. I Something think. like that. Uh, at, yeah. It's at least the second uh, round, rather. Excuse me. Um, so just an absolute dick move uh, in that aspect of things. Um, I, I know they're trying to reshuffle. They're trying to reorganize moving forward, which I I get that. There was a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, um, things that are changing to try to get their universe really going into high gear. Um, regardless of what you think about fandom, again, we're going to just put that on the side for a second um, to really kind of position themselves to take on... Fandom, fan sir. Fandom, excuse me. Uh, to really just uh, um, uh, take on Disney's Marvel and to re relaunch itself as a brand. So <laughs> there's there's that aspect. I get I get what they're trying to do. I just think that this is a really tough shitty situation for uh for the company to be doing it especially during these layoffs um uh in the yeah, midst of the pandemic and they literally did it what was it 48 hours before this fandom thing launched yeah i don't know the Something exact like i don't know the exact time frame but uh it was it, I was, think it was it was before whatever the case may be uh regardless it's still a, a really you know, it's one of those things that when you're when you're owned by a conglomerate like that, like AT and T, depending on who it is, um, 
you know, it's, it's, they don't care. So it's, it's and just I one of think, those tough aspects of things. I think for the educated fan of DC who pays attention to the news and the, the what's happening in, in, you know, sort of the business, this cast an unbelievable shadow over that event, you know, an event which nobody seemed to, you know, understand why they were doing it to begin with. I mean, short of the fact that there was no San Diego this year where they would normally make a lot of those announcements and that sort of thing from that aspect. Yeah. You know, you could see them doing it, but to do that sort of business part of it, 48 hours in front of this event, just cast a shadow for any person that follows the business and is a fan of DC, just cast this huge shadow over that whole event. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Let's talk about the last couple of months in D.C. They've just been doing, I mean, ju- I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm still reading the books. I mean, they're not Marvel, for God's sake. But, you know, they have made a bunch of really sort of questionable, you know, moves yeah. in the last several months. Like getting rid of Diamond, which, look, I'm no fan of Diamond distributors. Um uh, you know, and and going with this whole thing, but then not kind of having it all worked out about how it was going to work. And then there were books and this was missing and this and the other thing. Now you have this, the DC bloodbath, I think is an appropriate name. You know, Nick, does it say in your news article, DC collectibles is gone? Gone. What? Which means everything that's coming from that's a DC license is being licensed out to other people. So you know what that means? No more Batman black and whites. No more Harley Quinn black, white, and reds. No more no more of the ones that you love, Nick. Uh the what you call it statues. Bombshells. The bombshells. Gone. Gone. No more of that stuff. No more DC collectibles, DC direct. Whatever they have, I guess, solicited up to this point, I guess, will be released. Every And then that's it. They're not doing any more. At least that's the way I understand it. They fired everyone in the division. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm destroyed by that. Batman Black and White is possibly my greatest, completest collection of it's anything a beautiful. Those are beautiful pieces. Too. And I have every one of them, even the re-releases. So, and you know, like, I'm just, I'm beside myself on that, uh, about that situation. Like, that's, you know, that's like, that's taking it right to me, that one. Not to mention the fact that, you know, they've done some really great action figures and some and some amazing statues and they are the ones who are producing the six inch Batman animated series, which I'm also collecting, you know, like they produced those. So I guess those are gone now too. Uh, you know, like all of these things and gone, just gone. We'll license it out to other people. McFarlane and spin master who gets the cheapo line. Uh, and McFarlane, who gets the collector's line, uh, Sideshow, who I presume will get some sort of statue license from them, or, or you know, somebody out there who, you know, they're already there are already so many companies producing DC character collectibles. It's hard to say that it'll land on any one, mm-hmm. at least from the statue point of view. But I'm just like, 
the whole shadow cast over the event, all it did was make a useless event to me seem more painful. So also just to add on to that, uh, Jim Lee said in an article, and I'm paraphrasing a bit here, saying that they still want DC products out in general, but they're going to be shifting to a higher price point collectible and more of a licensing uh, model infrastructure uh, yeah. to work with manufacturers. And that's from, yeah. from so, Jim Lee himself. Yeah, that's Sideshow. That's Prime One. Mm-hmm. That's Iron Studios. Those are all the high end guys. So that's what's gonna. So that's what's gonna happen. Basically, what I said is what's gonna happen. Yeah. And the the shame of it is the affordability factor of a black and Batman black and white or a Harley Quinn. You know that six to eight inch scale, uh, and even your scale there, the kind of twelve inch scale on the bombshells, mm-hmm. gone. They're not interested anymore. Which I think is such a huge disservice to fans who have been collecting those lines like myself, like Nick, like, like hundreds and hundreds of others who've been collecting these for years, uh, for years. Yeah. Sorry. And then they're just gone. I mean, I'm just like, I was disgusted by the whole event. I, I thankfully, I knew people who were let go and I knew people who weren't. So I was very happy about the people who weren't let go. And I was very sad and angry about the fact that there were people I knew who were let go. Um, uh, and you know, and then two days later I have to deal with fandom, you yeah. know, which is, I mean, in all honesty, what came out of fandom? All right. So let, let's, here's what we'll do. Um, uh, let me break down kind of some of the, the bigger talking points that came out. Um, we're not cause there's just so much, we're not going to hit on every aspect. Uh, so the one thing we I will do it like quick hit. Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing I will say <laughs> is that. Uh, I think it's kind of we all agree that the DC related video games have have always have always been pretty steady to good. You know, there's always yeah. been some there's always been some good quality there. Uh, so there was the world premiere trailer for Gotham Knights where um, it looks like Bruce Wayne is dead, and then um, um, you know Robin's Nightwing, uh, Batgirl uh, have to kind of and step up uh, to Red Hood. Yes, and Red Hood uh, need to step up to you know, kind of deal with the Save situation Gotham. at hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, which looks which looks like a great game because there's a lot of variety. Um, right. But, it should be noted that this game, one of the distinguishing factors of distinguishing factors of this game is that it is not uh, part of the previous Arkham universe. It's yeah. not? Nope. But it looks See, like... I could have sworn it was. But it looks like a great it, game. The way it looks, it looks so much like that same art style to me. No. Oh. They said, yeah. point of fact, this is not part of the Arkham universe. Huh. All right. I mean, I'm not complaining because I'm very excited to play a game that looks like it looks like the same thing, honestly, from, you know, from my perspective, looks very similar. And a co-op version of Batman will be, you know, fun. And, they won't say it's Batman, but. And it looks like that is it's not a, more importantly, like it's not a very repetitive game. So, but again, we've always liked that. Um, <laughs> we have a look at Zack Snyder's Justice League official trailer, uh, which yeah, I'm sick to death. This of it this this to me is just uh, you know is more of a uh, we need to uh, talk about our new streaming platform and let's you know let's kind of work on this project instead of putting like a uh, fresh material up there. So that that's what I'm 
that's how I, I, I've been approaching this for the longest time, and I'm going to continue approaching it in that capacity. I, um, I want to highlight that the dark side in the trailer, to me, looked like a beefed-up Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> I like that. That was a good, that's a yeah, good one, sandwich. Literally. He's like, Grimace. he's like Grimace if he's stuck in Hawaii during a pandemic and to stave off insanity, go swimming uh, five days a week. That's go. what it's it looks just, like. Why are we still talking? Like, this Justice League is like saying, hey, guys, remember when I won that contest three years ago? Like, you're, they're trying to bring up something that no one is cares about anymore. No, well, no, 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 no. It feels so useless. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, that's, remember what, I, what I've been saying. We're talking about the fact that this is a product, this, this cut is yeah. a product of something that a core group of people um, really do want because they didn't like the original version. A lot of people didn't. So they're mm -hmm. hoping that this is going to be a saving grace to, to kind of, uh, uh, emphasize that it's a good film, regardless of all that. I, I can't it's wait a to promotional... see the Snyder cut uh, of all the Star Wars Disney movies. <laughs> it's a it's a version. It, it's a tactic. It's a, it's something that's going to get people onto their platform to try to get them to stay. It's leverage more than anything else. Just think of it like that, because that's exactly what the film is. We're not. Let's not even talk about the quality. Let's not even think of that. All think right, of it from a right. business standpoint, like that. All right. Fine. Fine. Okay. I'll, I'll take my 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 sandwich bias out of the equation, and I'll, I'll don't be biased, sir. Opinion. Remember this. What else? Biases. What else you got? We got the Batman teaser trailer that dropped as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. I feel like they're almost kind of teasing Court of the Owls a little bit at the same time. Yeah, I felt that too a little bit. I got that vibe, uh, Kev. I don't know if you did as well. I felt. Why is Batman wearing a helmet? It's a it's a Batman. No, it's a helmet. Is it really? It's shiny, smooth, black metal helmet. It's not a cowl. It's a helmet. Well, and oh. it looks like a helmet. And it does. I, I, it was distracting, you know. And 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 you know, I I I saw the whole thing. I thought it was kind of useless to put Catwoman in there. I don't see what the point of that was. I don't see really what the point of her being in the film is overall. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, like, except again, if it's a diversity move, which is something that they're being very focused on. OK, I get it from that angle. You also had Jim Gordon, who is also being played, uh, uh, you know, sort of by a, by a person of a different race than the character has been. OK, um, uh, no, I got no problem with that. That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you saw the Riddler, even though they don't call him the Riddler. And he's just wearing some sort of weird face cover, yeah. his whole face Duck mask. Thing. I didn't know what the hell that was. Uh, yeah, and no one knew what it was because it was also so dark that you would thought Zack Snyder was the director yeah. of the movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was so dark. And honestly, what is with the gothy look of Bruce Wayne at the end of that the emo, trailer? The I mean, emo attire. Nothing, nothing about it. Nothing about it made me like, oh, well, wait, we might have something here. Nothing. I'm not oh. going to go see it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somewhere on some island <laughs> that has a goddamn movie theater. But the, the I'll go see it. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, like, I'm not upset. Mm -hmm. I, I This is what I expected. What I expected was, you, you know, all right, we're going to do it differently than than before. And, 
you know, like I, I, I'm fully, ex- I fully expected what I saw. So nothing about it was surprising at all. Wait. It looks like he's driving a GTO as the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like the suit. I didn't like um, the helmet. Uh, and you know, and I, I was, I was kind of weirded out a little bit, but interested in seeing Cobblepot, the Penguin, mm-hmm. because that is he's unrecognizable. But that's Colin that's Farrell Col- under all that makeup. Wait, where? Oh yeah, <laughs> so you didn't even know it was him, did you, Sandwich? No. Yeah, <laughs> I watched that exactly. like three times. Now you're gonna go back and look at that shit, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, well, like, he's in there. He's in there. My, my biggest. So, oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, that was that was about it. Okay, I, like my thing is, it's kind of like the situation that just happened. Like, it, it it was a very dark teaser, which again, I get Batman. They always have like the dark overtones. But it was like, there's something going on here. Now we have this. Now we have this. And then there's this going on. And I've watched the, I've watched the, the trailer multiple times. And it's like it was making me work to try to get excited about the film. Where kind of like just the situation. Like there are things that kind of slip through the cracks when you're watching it over and over that you still may miss. And in this case, when they're making you work for the information or the excitement about what's going on. To me, it kind of fails as a trailer to make me want to spend my money or try to get something out of it in general. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, I'm not even talking about the film. I'm just talking about like the, the teaser in this case. You know, I said, uh, what, like a month and a half ago, the teaser for uh, Bill and Ted, I thought was the, the, the prime example of what a teaser should be. It gave me just like a little taste. It got me super excited about something that was about to happen, but it didn't spoil anything. Uh, this here... Uh, it didn't spoil anything per se, but uh, I didn't really take anything out of it any more than I would have just seen some stills that were maybe posted on like Variety or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. so that's kind of where I stand. What with the were fact we that- supposed to see? That it's dark? That the Riddler is, you know, kind of a, a crazy person? Mm-hmm. That he leaves clues? You know, what about any of that is supposed to draw me in? Yeah. You know? So... For me, you know, talking about now, we're looking at so in this in this movie, we have the Riddler, we have Catwoman, we have Cobblepot. At the end of the trailer, it looked like were those like jokers or something? Yeah, I was wondering about that myself. I'm wondering so, what that's leading to. Are we alluding to Joker now? Are we gonna have Well, don't forget in yeah. in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the last scenes in the movie is them setting up the Joker in the next movie. It's entirely possible they're doing the same thing, and that may be a late scene in the movie that's prepping us for the sequel, <laughs> the inevitable sequel, yeah. um, which may be the Joker. Who knows? It's because it like, be Joaquin Phoenix, but it may yeah. be some Joker. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, if I feel like. They're trying, this is the DC problem, where they're trying to do everything at once, I feel like, where, you know, jam as much as we can, as much 10 pounds of stuff in this five pound bag, and just see what we get. Literally. Don't don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited to see it. I want to see it simply because even when you drive by a train wreck, you got to slow down and take a look. Yeah. So... You know, I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand that I'm I'm bashing it out of the gate. What I'm bashing 
what I'm bashing is what I saw, which is the trailer, the helmet, the and the other things that I mentioned that were just kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess. I All right, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, moving on, we also had the uh, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League reveal, uh, yeah. which is going to be coming out. Uh, the game is going to be coming out 2020 on PC, 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 PlayStation Five, and Xbox Series X. Uh, it was maybe two ish minutes of uh, um, uh, a sequence that was kind of recorded with the Suicide Squad and Superman. I thought it was it was kind of funny. It was no game, no actual gameplay footage, just like the film. Um, yeah, which was what it was. I mean, it was kind of funny, and like I said, kind of at the top, like the DC games have been have a pretty solid history. You know, so so, so there's what. Kev, do you want to go first? Or can I go first? Go ahead. So I have just generally, I've been trying to get to enjoy Suicide Squad anything for a while now. Because mm-hmm. it's like an okay theory to me, like, oh, villains, you know, trying to do like stuff to lower their sentence or whatever. It's a cool concept. But maybe it's the movie. Maybe it's, you know, I never really enjoyed the comics. I tried to force myself to read those. I have a really hard time enjoying any of this. And looking at this game, I feel like it's just like stretching a lot in what they're trying to do. Am I going to be interested in the game? Probably, but it's like I I'm even though it's you know a good solid company, I think it's the same people who made Arkham may yes. are making this game. Correct. So, you know, it's a solid game company, they know what they're doing. I trust them with superhero stuff. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I feel like it might be a shitty game, but I don't want to. I don't want to curse it. Before, I don't want to curse it before it comes out. I, I think what you're trying to say more more than anything else is like you need a, a little something more uh, yeah. to kind of see if it's worth spending your money. Where with the first uh, Batman game we talked about, uh, it had uh, gameplay and it had um, you know the cutscenes at the exact same time. Like it had like the right mix of everything where here it was just the cutscene. So it just yeah. sounds like you need a, you need a little bit more than it, you know, to, to see if it's worth it. Maybe you like the storyline, but you need something more yeah. concrete to decide if it's worth spending your money on the actual game. That's what I'm kind of getting from you. Right. Yes. Then there you go. Um, one thing they also I- showed photos from the new Suicide Squad movie, the James Gunn one. Yep, we're going to uh-huh. talk about that they too. They showed some characters. They did some sneak peek stuff. Okay. My, my fun, my my favorite part of the sneak peek aspect was when John Cena's like, "Yeah, it's like a it's like a ridiculous uh, Captain America." I'm like, "Oh, that's that's good." Mention mention yeah. Captain America in this situation. Yep. Uh, we also Real have good. the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer introducing Cheetah. Yeah. Um. I thought she looked worse. <laughs> I thought she looked better than I thought she would. I guess yeah, generally. I don't I don't really know what to say. Like I'm at the point where it's like we've been all over the map with this with this film, uh, especially uh-huh. after the praise that the the first uh movie got. So I'm at the point where I'm like I'm not even going to say anything anymore. I don't give a shit. Let, let, let me just watch the film and then I'll finally give you like a, a concrete response <sighs> yeah. at this point because now I almost don't know what to think because we've, I think we've checked all the boxes in terms of like how, <laughs> like how all over the place it is. We, we've we've ping-ponged around Wonder Woman 84 for, for sure. a solid year. Yeah, um, and, and I want to I move on to what I think is the most disgraceful uh, mm-hmm. news to come out of fandom uh, before we finish up, which is 
the fact that they are still trying to move forward with this Ezra Miller flash movie. That was going to be the next one I was going to say. Yeah. And, I mean, who does he have to choke before they are not willing to work with him anymore? Like, I mean, what, I, I mean, some, you know, they fired James Gunn, not, not DC, not Warner, but James Gunn was fired for tweets that he said 20 years ago. Ezra Miller choked a girl fan out on film and they're still moving forward with this movie. But then to compound it, like it's not bad enough. You have Affleck coming back. Yes. To play Batman. Mm-hmm. And you also have Michael Keaton coming back to play Batman. And that the Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman, will actually be the person who creates the new Flash suit. Really? Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so beside myself with what, who in the hell is making these decisions? I get wanting to do Flashpoint because it worked well for them on TV. Mm-hmm. And now they think they can maybe restructure their movie universe using this. But guess what? No. No. It's going to be hokey and stupid. And I'm just, I just can't believe this is the direction that they're going. I just, it just seems to me like you almost are hoping at this point to hear a piece of news that's like, oh, okay. Now they're moving in the right direction. And every single time, every time, it's they've gone wildly off the reservation yet again. It's it's unbelievable at this point. Well, I mean that's been been sorry also, about the crashing in the background. That's okay. That's been kind of the it's MO okay. for a while. Um, and the one thing, just to kind of hit, is the last thing uh, worth mentioning. Um, they did a Black Adam official teaser trailer with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, which more more than anything else just kind of told the story of Black Adam. Um, more than anything else, because I feel like a lot of people don't know the character. Um, and just to kind of set it up for however that actually, you know, plays out. So, so I'm confused. Are they doing a Black Adam movie and then doing a Shazam 2 and then putting them together because can you do black adam and not do shazam period because uh, I, I feel like i think doing... that's one of the reasons they waited Perhaps. for the black adam movie is because they wanted to get the shazam movie out first because yeah. they did um in the teaser i think they they had um the previous shazam i forget the name of the character it might just be shazam um fighting black adam for like a quarter of a second it looked like so, but that was in the past and that was in the future i don't know i was excited about this as a as a product like 15 years ago when it was announced and now yeah. i just don't know uh <laughs> what the heck we're gonna do with it but yeah I and mean, i got you the it's worth also mentioning that they announced that shazam 2 title is gonna be a shazam fury of the gods so Maybe which could be a black Adam tie, in. which could be, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, just, uh, just again, like it's so fresh to kind of just have to wait and see what else they kind of roll out because it's a, it was almost like a, a teaser and like a YouTube video explaining exactly who the hell the character is. 
Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and also just uh, uh, with Sandman, they said that there are going to be uh, some slight delays because of the whole uh, COVID nineteen because of production issues, which right. you know is understandable. We we can't be they picked about. Could have said that across the board. Exactly, but it's just one of those delayed. things that's just kind of worth throwing out there, which is still going to be happening on ye old Netflix. Um, so yeah, so that's that's our DC fandom of the day. Um, you know what's hysterical? You know what's hysterical? Did so, you see any of this, either one of you? Did you see any tweets or posts uh, like Facebook or other social media with with real like these died in the wool Snyder uh, slash DC fans who were posting like, come on, Marvel, Marvel, where's your news, Marvel? What are you showing us, Marvel? I think they have a lot of balls. Yeah. After 10 or 11 or 12 years at this point of just killer movie after killer movie. Uh, I think those fans have a lot of balls being like calling Marvel out, you know, because yeah. Marvel Marvel has has nothing but success film wise, uh, yeah. you know, to, to, to bounce off of where DC has zero. And I think what people really need to remember what what fan, what DC fandom is, fandom is to really just boil it down is a public relations event. Yeah, that's what it, at the heart of it. Forget and forget the whole which side on, or movie you prefer. We're not even talking about that. At its heart, it is a public relations event to try to get you to spend your money. That's all it is. And people, it's are literally saying, everything that would have happened at Comic Con. Agreed. Um, yeah. but it, it's also worth pointing out, like people are like this is the way to to do an event. Uh, they had so many millions of views and everything. So let me at least, because I didn't really see the, 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 the stuff that you're talking about, Kev, but I heard people just praising it so much. Now, listen, they had, they had the advantage of they saw like New York Comic Con and a few other digital cons go first. So they were able to learn from their mistakes. So they were, they were fortunate there. Um, they did it at a time. You know, let's be honest. We're still like in the, the, the dog days of summer with August where usually there's not a lot of stuff going on and it usually doesn't kind of pop uh, uh, pop back up until after the whole back to school season, which right now obviously is a whole situation in itself. Uh, So they had that going for them in the event. Um, But I think honestly, like I still think the best company that did anything in terms of a digital reveal um, is still Apple. Honestly, I know like it's not exactly Apple, you know, com- can't compare the two exactly, but I think they did a much better event with their worldwide developers conference um, with their chips and, and everything that they're working on um, than anybody else. I mean, granted, they're Apple, so they have the money and they can go crazy. And they do it everything. every year. They do it every year. But this year was a little different because of the whole COVID situation. Right. Um, so it was a little bit different um, in a situation like this. <laughs> I think people just need to remember that. It's still a public relations event at its core, uh, and they need to just make sure that they're analyzing it kind of from a distance. So they're just not spending, yeah, you know, maybe reservations or, or crazy amount of money up front, um, right. uh, just off the top like that. So that, that's the only thing I kind of wanted to say in the whole situation. I'm like, listen, if you're a big DC fan, hopefully in, a, in, in the long run, hopefully you do enjoy what happened. Hopefully you enjoy whatever else does come out over the next you know, year or two, depending, you know, with the whole COVID situation. Uh, we would like to see these movies succeed for good reason. Yeah, honestly. 
I, I know we, we don't want DC to fail for movies. Well, no, we don't want anyone to <laughs> fail. Marvel I mean, and DC. No, if anything, we don't want them to it, fail. They're, but they're just so good at it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if if you're a geek who cares, you just like comics in general. You appreciate all of them, so you don't want to see one fail and one succeed. You want everything to succeed. I mean, so that honestly, you can get the products you want. Honestly, with the story of the day that still kind of ticks me off more than anything else. Uh, re- that was DC related uh, are the layoffs that, you know that's that's the one aspect that probably kind of yeah. takes me off more than anything else uh, with the DC news that came out um, so just to kind of preface there uh, amongst everything but um, yeah I think that's uh, that's kind of everything we wanted to say today right boys anything else Ooh, I can't imagine us squeezing in anything uh, else. I'm full. I am full. I'm full. Uh, but you can catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com, that beautiful new website that's uh, on oh, the interwebs. Uh, you can also check us out on the social medias. We're GeekStuffTNG on the Instagrams, the Facebook, and the Twitters. You can find me, uh, phone's ringing. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Snapchat, and I'm sure something else maybe. Uh, All of them. Uh, Big Kev GS on the Xbox One network, uh, where Sandwich and I will journey into the Old West uh, to, to bring law and order with characters like Cousin Dave and Uncle Eric and Mumbles. Uh, otherwise, it's Big Kev G, uh, or sorry, BK Geek stuff everywhere else. There you go. Uh, sandwich. You can find me on Instagram and the Xbox One Network at Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Still funny. Still funny. It, never, it will never not be funny for the record. Uh, and with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem and Mr. Sandwich will bring this epic episode of geek stuff tng to a close episode 602 what did we decide to call it we never really Didn't we say something anything. something research what what was that thing that he said i said epic oh, research yeah. it's a joke epic oh. research uh to a close the way we end some episodes by saying good night og wherever you are Shadaisy. And on that note, we cue the music.